Hello and welcome to Dvorak Horowitz Unplugged, an hour-long discussion of activity in the financial markets around the world featuring columnist John C. Dvorak and money manager Andrew Horowitz. This conversation is casual and unrehearsed. Let's join John and Andrew now. I'm John C. Dvorak. And I'm Andrew Horowitz. And it's the 27th of September. This will be a last show for September. We go to October. Yeah, there won't be a first show of October. No, you're going to be gone? No, I'll be here, but I'll be Yom Kippering. Oh. It is the Jewish holiday week. Rosh Hashanah is, uh, starts it off with the new year, and then you spend uh, the rest of the week doing all sorts of things, but basically trying to find all the reasons to repent and find uh, things that you can do to be better and think and reflect. And then Yom Kippur, you spend the day fasting, uh, not eating from sundown on Tuesday evening through the uh, sundown on Wednesday evening. And then you do what's called break fast, which is breakfast. Break fast. It's breakfast. And you do that and you have uh, all sorts of fun food, usually uh, deli platters, dairy, kugel, uh, blintz, lox, whitefish, things like that, sable. Herring. It's delicious. Do you pickle your own herring? You know, I don't. I haven't eaten herring actually in a while. There's, my dad used to make creamed herring. He took the pickled herring and he put sour cream and let it sit a couple of days. I did happen to make this week, last week, uh, pickled toma- green tomatoes. And I made a dynamite, dynamite new dish that I came up with, uh, with salmon. You would like me to tell you? Yes, I'd be very interested. So I took the salmon and I cured it for 48 hours, took a slab, and just uh, put equal po- a little bit less, a uh, third of a cup of sugar, a uh, third of a cup of salt, uh, half a cup of sugar, some dill, uh, juniper berries, red or pink peppercorns, and black peppercorns, white peppercorns, ground that up and put it on there. And just wrapped it very tight with uh, saran wrap, put it in the fridge for 48 hours, took it out, and then I cut it, cut it into... Eh, one inch squares or so, let's call it. Put it in a pan, that little square piece, skin side down, seared the crap out of it with a little bit of, uh, I did uh, avocado oil and butter. A lot of butter. More butter, the better. And then I took that and just rolled it very gently uh, because it's, it's cured, so it's cooked already, but made that skin super, super crispy. Put it on a bechamel sauce, topped it with a leek, and a fennel and dill slaw. Really good. Mm, sorry I asked. Uh, <laughs> sorry I asked. Oh, gosh. That's the last time I give you a fabulous recipe. It was too complicated. Yeah, it is complicated. But I will tell you, it is, it is something interesting to cure the salmon and then cook it, just sear it. it it's delicious. You know, it's a giant yeah, I'm sure it is. Yeah. Where are you getting your salmon? What kind uh, of salmon got, is it? Is it freshwater? It's seawater. What kind of salmon is it's, it? It's uh, wild caught from Atlantic salmon from Whole Foods. So it's fatty. Yes, you want it fatty. So, all right, let's talk about uh, some of the warm up. We have a Fed that I've just classified is as as I had. I was thinking about this, and I'm like, what is going on? How do I classify them? Egotistical narcissists. That is their psychological profile. And this is new? 
No, but it's worse than ever. Mm. Worse than, uh, what's his name? Uh, not Bernanke, but the guy before him. Before Bern, you're talking about Greenspan. Greenspan. Greenspan was just a, 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 a case study in a thesaurus. That was the biggest blowhard, I always thought. He was so full of himself. Yeah, yeah no question about He's that. Always looking down his nose at everyone with his glasses, you know. And yeah. It's amazing. Yuck, yuck, yuck. Right. Uh, with the stupidity police are no longer doing their job. We have exceptional amounts of stupidity that is roving around the world, specifically related to governments and uh, finance committees and anybody in politics. Again, you could say to me, and is that anything new again? I could do that, but I'm not going to. I don't like to, I don't overdo these, these one-liners. Yeah, good. Chinese are living in rotting properties. We're going to talk about that tonight. And we have another framework. <laughs> well, you saw the same films I did. Yeah, but this is new. There's a new situation. Yeah, I can't, I'm not as, not surprised. Yep. And we're sending Kamala to the DMZ zone, to the line. Kamala. Kamala Harris. Kamala. Oh, so you're sending a Kabbalah down there. <laughs> oh. oh, same thing. Yeah, exactly. Uh, oh, I, I need a, I need a. Market update. Oh. Bad. Markets are bad. Things are starting to break, and that is a big problem. Seriously. This, there you go. There you go. Where are you with those? Whoa, look at you go, Mr. Adam Curry in training. Confidence lost. So wait, Adam Curry and Tina have a show they do to now. Yeah. Which I got to tell you, it takes some serious balls. If I was to do a show with my wife, it would be, I, I don't think I'd do it. Let's say that. It would be rough. But they have a little wine and they talk about a things. Little. A lot of wine. A and, lot, yeah. And now Tina is on, I think, the 75-day no alcohol. Yeah, it's ruining the show. <laughs> How does that work? You can't do things like that. The podcast goes on under all circumstances. That's what it seemed like to me. I mean, uh, yeah, I don't know if she's into fattish stuff, I guess. I'm mm -hmm. guessing. 75 days, so. 75 days of I don't know what. No drinking. So uh, bad things are starting to happen in the markets. Things are breaking. We're seeing that there is an incredible amount of problems in currencies and confidence being lost in that area, we saw the euro just float down again tonight. I think it's at 90.95. It's great. I just get it. I'm just chuckling to myself as I watched it. And then there was that pound collapse. Oh my, oh my God. God. That was that last week, starting Friday. That was incredible. Again, it was the funniest thing I've seen for years. Well, unfortunately their government, you know, you ever think, did you, have you ever thought, you would say, oh, I wish Boris Johnson was back. <laughs> I mean, this new this new knucklehead that took the office of the prime minister, is a, she's a real moron. This is, I, I, it's like, let's, oh, let's, let's, trust. it's like in chemistry class. Liz saying, Truss. Well, yeah, let, let's put a few things together. I don't know, that blue stuff over there, that that clear stuff, and let's put a flame under it and see what happens. I mean, just stupidity at the highest levels. Unbelievable, really. And now, on top of it, with all these things going on, the blowhards, the egotistical narcissists that we've been talking about, 
are still rattling the cage coming out with a discussion today. Bullard says, you know, we really need to do and be very bold and do what we have to do or else confidence in our inflation targeting will be lost. Inflation targeting being a 2% thing. You know, we have to continue on with this endeavor. It's like they need to remind us every single day that they're going to continue doing this because they realize that if they stop, people are going to say, well, maybe maybe the Fed's going to you know slow down a little bit because look at all the stuff that's really becoming problematic around the world. The I don't think that the pound would have dropped as much if we weren't already seeing weakness and compared to the dollar especially with the the pound over the last several months due to the fact that the Fed is, you know, nonstop trying to kill the economy. Can I get well, they haven't managed it yet. They haven't managed to kill the economy yet? No. As a matter of fact, today, interestingly enough, it's Tuesday. It's the last Tuesday of the month. And that means it's the Case-Shiller price that comes out, the uh, home pricing index, and also the consumer confidence. What was really interesting was confidence was up last month, which I thought was really interesting. And then we saw a number that was like 100,000 houses more than expectations hmm. that, was, that was put on. And then on top of it, uh, a slight slowdown, but not that much in the Case-Shiller numbers. It's amazing. But I, I think this, what do you think about this theory? That the reason why new home sales were popped a little bit last month is that people are like, God damn, I better get this now or I'm never going to get it ever. Yeah, absolutely. I don't have it. That is absolutely what happened. Right. Because people are like. I mean, I don't, I don't, I can't say you don't know. Nobody knows. But I've seen this so many times and that looks exactly right. It's like the window you have to downturn. Everything's going the other direction. Everybody goes, mm, you know, I'll wait a week. It'll be cheaper. You know, people just panic buying. They always do it. It's nothing new. Yeah, emotional, uh, the, the psychological and behavioral finance beyond money and what people hold dear. Remember, people, whether you work paycheck to paycheck, you have some money in the bank, you have a lot of money in the bank, people have a very intimate relationship with their money. Seriously. I know that sounds ridiculous but and obvious, but seriously, you start losing money, people get freaking cranky. <laughs> yeah, that's why I tell a lot of people that I know to don't even dabble in the stock market. Oh, thank you so much for that for that help in my business. I appreciate that. Well, I, yeah, I know. <laughs> well, you, you, you don't, it, it's different circles. Yeah. But the uh, fact is that most people don't have the temperament for it. That's correct. That's correct. And either they're too lazy to do anything, which sometimes works out for their benefit. Or yeah, well, if you get lucky and you pick your Apple, you know, when it's five bucks a share and you forget that you have it. And the next thing you know, you get all this money. Yeah, that can happen because yeah. you're lazy. Right. But that's not what happens. Yeah. And uh, China is reopening Macau. Remember I talked about a few weeks ago that I wanted to buy Win, And I thought it would be a good idea because when China does, in fact, open up Macau, it's going to be great. And unfortunately, it fell off the game during this market gyrations. It was up 11.5% uh, yesterday on the news nice. that they were starting to open up. So Good. And so was Las Vegas Sands and a few others. Technical indicators, oh my gosh, John. You know, we could say, well, but, you know, you throw these things in the garbage and all. There are a variety, I mean, just a, a whole suite of technical indicators that 
I could say that a few of them I've never seen at these levels. In, in, in looking back on the charts, once this level of being oversold, this level of um, uh, swift move lower is, is only been seen a few different times in normal times. Cut out the, co- the COVID, you know, that whole shutting down the world thing. Yeah, was, I don't count those times. But those are the, outliers. Right, take that out. I mean, it's really, you've really never seen something like this. So there's a lot of going on there. Uh, and and um, just mentioning again, no show next week, next Tuesday. The, what is that? The 4th? Uh, yeah, let's look at a calendar real quick so give people good I information. I do have a calendar yeah, it's right the fourth. here. It's the 4th. There you go. It has to be the, yeah, maybe. So some of the reasons that things are going, let me give you an update. We did this last week, but where we are. High-grade money markets, 2.4% currently. Matter of fact, for over a million dollars for our clients, there's 2.6 available. Money market. Two-year munis last week, 2.5%. This week, 3.5%. Wow, that's a move. (laughs) 12-month treasuries, greater than 4.3%. The 10-year... Traded at uh, just tapping the 4% today a couple of different times. Got really close, like 3.998 or something like that, and came back a little bit. One-year CD that you can find right now is about 3.5%. Pretty amazing. And you wonder why, when you look at this, people are like, well, I don't understand how do interest rates. It's very simple. If you have the opportunity, let's just use 5% as a number. If you have the opportunity to say, okay, here's your choice. Put money in the stock market, not that it's volatile or anything, just the concept of putting money in the stock market. And you can earn 8 to 10% a year. There's risk and who knows what could happen. You could lose money too. You may make more. Who knows, right, over the next year. Or we could put in a guaranteed instrument and give you 5% over the next year. Uh, a lot of people are saying, you know what? Maybe what I'll do is go for the safe trade, at least for part of my portfolio. Yeah, especially if it's guaranteed. Yeah, and which sucks money out of the market. The market or other assets for that matter. Sure. So what we saw last week, and I started uh, putting this down, was the Dow Jones Industrial Average last week was 30,706 when we last talked. Yeah. I crossed it out. And you were questioning, uh, when are we going to cross below 30? I think below 30, it's going to start getting me interested. I think that was something you said. Yep. Well, Mr. I'm interested, I started writing some show notes and some ideas for this uh, discussion for you and I today, and it was 29500 when I started writing it earlier, <laughs> and now it closed today at 29134 Yeah, it's got a ways to go. I think uh, 28000 is my it's new target. <laughs> <laughs> okay. What do you think? Where's it going? I'm looking, I'm looking, I'm looking for 2700 27,000. I mean, 27,000. So yeah, there, 27, therein lies something that's very interesting. I want to share a little bit of uh, investment perspective that I've learned and I've watched and I've witnessed over the years. And that is that when things come down to a point, and again, you didn't target a specific number when we talked. No, I was just looking for the breakthrough. Yeah, breakthrough through 30, you said. But when when things come down to a certain point, like, hey, if Apple gets to 135, I'm going to buy it. I'm going to start a position. You don't have to buy it, you know, both hands, but I'm going to start a position. And what happens is it's at, you know, 140, 142, 138. And you're like, you know, uh, it's down from 170. And I think when it gets to 135, I, from what I could see, and what 135, I'm going to start a position. It gets to 135. And what do you do? What do people do? 
Oh, man. It's going to go lower. It's going to go lower. I'm not buying it. And right. what, what happens is they end up missing it. And there are some cures to this problem, just like there are cures to the opposite problem, whereas you say, if Apple gets to 170, I'm going to sell it. And when it gets to 170, what do you do? Oh, hey, hey, I'm not selling that. You take yeah, partial positions. That's it. That's just the way it goes. You take partial positions. It's all guesswork. I mean, let's face it. When you, if you're trying to predict it, except for the guys who play our game closer to the pin, who seem to have some other dimension to their way of thinking, where they can hit things on the money, uh, you know, you 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 come up with your own theory within your own brain. And you say, well, you know what? Here, I think it's going to be the bottom, or here's going to be the top. And if it doesn't hit, it doesn't hit. If it does, it does. But I'm liking 27,000. So the point is, though, that if, if, in fact, people are guessing and their best guess is what they're coming up with, even more reason to make the move on the guess. If, there's, if you have some quantitative research and you can look at it and say, okay, this is the number, again, without, yeah, without condition change, without, without, without the conditions changing, without the inputs changing, that's the number. Yeah, which never happens. Right. But, you know, the emotions start to pick up, and that's a really bad thing. And people oh, you want to stay, keep away from that. Yeah. That's why I tell people not to get in the market. <laughs> Again. Again, Excellent. Yes. Excellent. I like that. Second time. Like, by the way, do not listen to No Agenda. Uh, terrible show. <laughs> terrible show. <laughs> uh, all right. Uh, what do we got? A tropical storm hurricane right now. I am. You are, by the way, witnessing a podcast occurring, happening live during a tropical storm right now. Yes, yes, but it's on the other coast from where you are. We're getting a lot of rain here already. Oh, I'll bet you're getting a lot of rain, that's for sure. But you get a lot of rain every once in a while. We do. Tomorrow's supposed to be 30, 40 But it's not where if you step outside, you're going to get blown down the street. No, 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 no. Like the guys that have to hold on to the stop sign? Yeah. You know, those guys with the with the orange jackets on? Yeah. No, not that bad. But it will be uh, 30, 40 mile an hour winds, which is enough to knock off the uh, cushions from your backyard seats in here in Florida. Enough, enough to to shake up my tiki a little bit. Yeah, that, but it's not blowing the tiki away. No, it's not blowing tiki, but it's taking some of the leaves off. So you gotta, if you have too many of those, you start to get holes. Oh, you should have sprayed it with polyethylene. Actually, Poly we did underneath. We did underneath. Yeah. We we have a like a. a it's a not polyethylene. It's something else. Polyethylene. Do you know that my grandfather has a patent? I think on polyethylstyrene. Well, good for him. That well, that did. should you shouldn't be working for a living. Yeah, let me, ask how much and polyester of some sort. He has something on that too. I'm sure. Ask how much I got from that. I got nothing. Yeah, that's correct. <laughs> Zippity doo dah. Yep. Uh, all right. Here's the technicals I was talking about. Some very, very, very severely oversold conditions. Monday midday into. Uh, uh, into, into today. So the KRI, which we can discuss left and right all you want, but I'm going to tell you something. Negative seven. Negative seven is the most negative you can be. I've only seen that, I think, once in the recent history. It was 1229, excuse me, 1224 of 2019. Christmas Eve 2019. If you remember that everybody was going to Christmas with their portfolios full of coal yeah. at the time. Yeah, I remember. Market bottomed, and that was a negative seven at that point. Now, a negative seven doesn't mean it's going to pop the next day. No, but it doesn't mean go to, it, could, could it go to negative eight? I, 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 it's not programmed to do so. 
It's pinned. Okay, so seven is the buy. It bottomed out. Yeah, bottomed out. But you can still have a little bit of residual, we'll call it, when you have fear in there, right? RSI, relative strength indicators on each. Yeah, the one, I hate this one. But it's interesting this when thing. you add them all up is what I'm saying. No, no, I see what you got. You got the, the oscillator. You got the spearman. You got the, all of them here. They're all bad. Yeah, VIX over 30, 447 S&P 500 stocks below their 200-day moving average. Only 11 new highs this week or yesterday, yesterday, most of them were inverse ETFs. Spearman's negative 98. 98, it only goes to 100. McClellan was negative 400. It's like things you don't see. The I go back, I take the charts, I look back. I'm like, okay, when was it like this before? And what this deals with is the velocity. Well, right? A couple of these are, are newer inventions, I believe. Which ones? Spearman's old. I think no, I was thinking the McClellan was. Isn't that newer? No, McClellan's been. He he actually. Tom took it over from his parents. As a matter of fact, every time you talk to Tom, he will, for some strange reason, in my opinion, tell you that his parents invented all this. All of it. Well, the McClellan stuff. Hmm. The McClellan oscillator. The uh, he has a R R R R R A S I indicator. Um, he has all these different things, and he, he tell, he'll tell you every time. If you, if you, if you talk to him, well, yeah, my parents were the inventors. Like, somehow there was a contract that that he said, you know, Tom, if you want to use these indicators, you have to give us credit every time. I don't know. Interesting. Is that right? I, I don't know if that's, that's what happened, but he does that. when I've, Every time I've talked to him, I've had him on the show like four or five times. Huh. It was invented by my parents. Uh, nice guy, Tom. Really nice guy. Okay. Well. But all of this adds up to yeah, something. Yeah, they're all down. They're all saying. But but here's the point. It's not necessarily about, okay, we're bottoming right here. But the velocity of the move oftentimes give way to a velocity reversal. If we have just one piece of decent news, no bombings, no discussion of nuclear, no boneheaded moves by politicians, and maybe a day that the Oh, Fed- well, then we got it made if you're on the downside. Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> well, you're asking a lot. I'm asking so much. But if you have one of those miracle days, it'll be a rip-your-face-off rally of like a 1,000 points on the Dow on the upside. Well, I know the one. I know exactly what the news should be to, to cause this. Is it about, you know what? Well, I'm thinking- Putin says this, oh. we, the war's over. We're pulling out. Uh, we we get we own the Donbass and we're out of here. And uh, bye. As soon as Putin does something like that, or negotiations actually start, we're not going to do negotiations. It's obvious. It's our. We're not going to do it. So that's not going to happen. Uh, but once Putin leaves, um, shuts it down, shuts down the operation. I think this the market would uh, benefit. Have you broken down the entire? rationale and reasoning for Putin's occupation war slash whatever the hell's going on here on no agenda, no agenda, by the way, Thursdays and Sundays. Yeah. We talk about it all the time. We we take it back to 2014 when the U S government staged a coup, even though they were, Oh, we did not. No, 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 no. Yeah, we didn't. But the Maidan thing that was going on seemed to be supported by us. And we had uh, Victoria Newland of the state department was there in the, in the square handing out donuts and John Brennan, the head of the CIA at the time, was there. 
I mean, come on. Hmm. So uh, this irked uh, Putin to no end and starting in 2014, he always refers back to 2014. And so we put our guys in. And uh, ever since then, it's been uh, Putin saying, well, I okay, you guys did what you did, but I don't want this. I don't want that. I don't want this. And we said, ah, screw you. We're not going to listen. And so they finally got fed up. That's the way. That's my simplistic look at it. And somehow he waited, what, to a week administration to do this? Because it this would not have it was definitely I, I'm in total agreement that this would not have happened with Trump. Right. Right. Yeah. That, yeah. Crazy. So let's talk about the UK. The uh, funny thing that you said happened with regard to the pound or as we call it the cable. That's the cable is the US dollar against the, the uh, pound. <laughs> it's called the cable. Yeah. The old one. So huge tax cuts in the, in the UK. So the uh, new prime minister comes out. So we have a new prime minister and we have a new king. Liz. All of a sudden, a brand new empire is formed. Yeah. And here we are. Nobody likes this king, by the way. He doesn't like himself. He only has, I think he starts off with like 44% approval rating. He, Not very popular. He's a, he's, he's a let them eat cake kind of dude. He's a creep is what he is. That's why and his he's mother like a, lasted so long. Yeah, she didn't want him. She was <laughs> hoping he's going to die. Never did. Right. Keep me alive as long as possible. I do not want him taking the throne. So uh, he took the throne. How did he get, how did he, how was he allowed to take the throne after the whole, you know, with this, he didn't have to denounce the throne to ma to marry? No, no, not the way it worked. Hmm. Anyway, there was a, a decision, uh, a rather quick decision that, wow, you know what? England's in trouble. Business is in trouble. Lots of things happening that are really problematic. And you know what? We want to get ahead of this. So while we we are obviously, the Bank of England is obviously increasing rates to fight inflation and all this, and we're having problems with the cost of energy, we are going to solve the problem. This is what the new prime minister says. And he's decided we're going to cut taxes. Big, big, big cuts on taxes for individuals and, 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 and corporations. And we're really going to, you know, maybe even uh, uh, provide some kind of... Um, Benefit for, for for energy costs. And how are we going to pay for that? Well, we're going to do a massive debt issuance. Huge <laughs> sovereign bond issuance. Like, huge. And the the the, the pound goes, what? <laughs> so, dropped off the cliff. Yeah. First day, it dropped about 2.5%. Then it dropped almost 4.5% before recovering a bit. And actually, it's up a little bit now. But it dropped down to 1.04, almost pure parity. And parity is spelled two different ways with this, right? Yeah, I guess so. So you got parity and parody. It's, it's probably, a, it's a buck oh six now, it looks like buck seven. Yeah. So uh, there is definitive problems here. And when you see a currency drop from one, we'll call it 14 in a week down to 104, so about 7% when we're in a developed country. We're not talking about Uganda. Yeah, or even Mexico for that matter. Yeah, really. I mean, yeah, you could give that to Mexico. That is really an enormous move compared to what happens. This is like a 4,000 point, if you know, if you have a 4,000 point drop on the Dow Jones Industrial Average. Yeah, we haven't seen that yet. Not, not yet. We've had 1,000 or 1,500 recently. But here we are. 
with both. I don't heads. think the computers will allow it to be honest about it. Uh, so I think seven percent is the drop. So the currency is not is not normal. It should uh, so this is what I said. When I but just as a background, when I was a kid, oh, the the pound was two bucks, and it very slowly graduated to about a buck and a half, buck forty, buck forty six, a buck fifty, buck fifty five. And uh, I went to Europe once when it was around a buck thirty, and I thought that was a good deal. But this is ridiculous. Ridiculous. Yeah. I mean, it's not normal. It, this should really. I I wrote this uh, to my clients this week, and I said it should give a cold water slap upside the head, punch in the mouth, wake up call to the team, Powell. You know, to Powell, and, and the moves are making it very difficult. Um, and 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 what they're doing is causing more problems, exacerbating the problem. Again, if if the Dollar wasn't so strong. And if we hadn't had the Fed pounding the desk on a regular basis to continue to raise rates, this would not have happened, even if um, the stupidity of the fiscal stimulus that they're providing against a an inflationary environment that the Bank of England has to rein in. So this is a real problem. In fact, it pissed me off so much that I decided to take as you know, my feelings, I, I, I find that the Fed has made policy mistake after policy mistake. They were late. I felt they should have raised. They stayed too long. I thought that was very reckless of them. And now they're raising too much, in my opinion. Too fast. Not too much necessarily, but too fast. Like if they did quarter rate hikes for a while, that's fine. Get there. I don't know why we have to rush. It's like a, you know, to me, it's like two guys in a car and everybody, one guy decides to go 60 miles an hour. The other guy goes... You know, five miles an hour, but they're both stuck at the light when they get to the other side. What's the difference? They should have gone slower. So I was so aggravated on Monday after I saw what went on in England, and I and I realized, so I took a page out of Pan, the movie with Robin Williams. Remember that movie? Vaguely. So my feelings are this. They're a bunch of two-toned, zebra-headed, slime-coated, pimple-farming Paramecium brain munching on their own mucus, all suffering from Peter Pan envy and lewd, crude, rude, bag of pre-chewed food dudes, lying, crying, spying, prying ultra pigs. That was a little... How do you really feel? Yeah, that was a uh, line from Peter Pan, if you remember that. Uh, yeah, it was written by George Carlin, apparently. <laughs> it could be. That is, that's probably true. So, you know, now you know my feelings. And I feel much better. Thank you very much. Well, and then also the euro's down to 95 cents, which to me, uh, I've always felt the euro should be parity with the dollar, not 20 or 30 cents worth, 20 or 30 cents more. Uh, again, to keep telling these travel stories, I was in Europe one year when it was 88 cents. Wow. And that was dynamite. Yes, why it was the cheap. absolute best time to be in France, especially because they don't, you know, they didn't jack up their. I mean, in England, they'll jack up their prices and kind of make up for it as though they're uh, international in the, in the way they look at things. So the prices will be doubled. You won't really get the deals, but in France, it's a huge difference because they don't they don't play it that way. They just let okay, well, it's, everything's cheaper. You know, have fun buying it. 
if you can get there, if you can. If, yeah, well, that's the problem now. I mean, I'm looking at this going, wow, now's the time to go. Then I'm thinking now's the time not to go. Yeah. These airlines are unreliable. If people are still sick on the planes, uh, you get stuck over there. You know, there's a million problems. There. And their strikes are starting up left and right. This happens when these when these numbers hit like this. Yeah, it's not it's it's a, it's a shame. It's a shame. It's like when, when the best time to go is the time that's most impossible to go, which is always the case, which is why it's probably the best time to go also in terms of on paper. It's more on paper than anything else. Yeah, I agree with that too. I have friends that went just recently came back from Ireland. They went with 10 people they met from various places, friends from various parts of the country that all flew over. First day, first guy gets COVID uh, or somebody comes with COVID. So the rest of them all got, and he flies back that day. So, so just to set this up. Oh God, this already set, sounds like a nightmare. Yeah, set this up. So they all come, they meet, they have dinner, they do whatever. Maybe not feeling well, maybe have to test. I'm not sure what's going on exactly. Cause I don't got the whole story in terms of how this happened. Tested positive for COVID decided, you know what? Oh my God, I got COVID. Oh, what am I going to do? So what do they do? They say, you know what? I can't stay. Actually, it was Portugal, not Ireland. And they said, I, I don't know. My God, I could, I, 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 I could need a ventilator. I could need a, a drugs. I could need an infusion. I can need all this stuff. I may be hospitalized. I don't want to do this here in Europe. I need to go back to the United States. So he gets on a plane for a X hour. How long is that? 10 hour ride? 10 hour flight? Yeah. Now, remember Something what I like said? Remember when I started the story? He tests positive for COVID. And gets, yeah, and on, then the gets on the plane. Yes. Thank you very much. Yeah. Gets on nice the plane. Guy. Yeah. Gets on the plane with a 10 hour flight. Yeah. What a dick. Getting everyone else sick. What a dick. I mean, seriously. Just yeah. He's very selfish. Terrible. So uh, the other people did come down with COVID. They didn't know they had it until a couple of days later. You know, not all the people, like maybe three or four of them, but it, it's amazing. Then I have, I have friends. Now, that's the other side of COVID, if I may talk about this for a second. Uh, I had a friend that last Friday says, hey, it was last week. Well, let's we'll go, let's, we're going out to dinner, right? Uh-huh. You know, I'm not really feeling well. I got laryngitis and all that. I'm not, It's not COVID. I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm feeling kind of sick and achy and stuff, but I tested myself. It's not COVID. So let's go out. I'm like, why do I want to go out with anybody that's sick of any in any kind of ailment? <laughs> yeah. It, it, yeah. they, they've made it up. No to- worry. It's not COVID. It's tuberculosis. <laughs> I don't understand. People think it's I mean, okay. Really. The, the, I don't get it. It's if, as long as it's not COVID, we can go out and get everybody sick. Yeah. Talking to the wrong guy about that. Oh, yeah. Well, you've had COVID on and off. Yeah, on and off. I probably have it right now. What do I know? Uh, <laughs> take China. one of those bogus tests. Yeah. China is rotting. A movement of home buyers. Now we know that many home buyers in China have been striking about, you know, the mortgage strike. They're not paying their mortgages because they're fed up with the fact that many of these properties are are going under, not being built. They put all this money into these properties and they just see the buildings half built. And many of these, like Evergrande, all these other companies that are out there are having big problems paying for or, or, or get, having financing and China shut them down and they're worried about losing all their money. So a movement of home buyers that you know bought these houses said that they moved into what they could call rotting apartments, either to pressure developers and authorities to complete them or out of financial necessity. 
So Shanghai E-House Real Estate Research Institute estimated in July that stalled projects accounted for 3.85% of China's housing market in the first half of 2022, which is equivalent to 231 million square meters. I don't know how many miles that is, but that seems like a lot. Anything million square. Yeah, that's a lot. <laughs> so so now you have people that are, 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 there's no bathrooms, there's no running water. So they're bringing in water. They're using a uh, an outhouse outside the apartment building. There's no elevators. So you live on the 15th floor. You're schlepping up and down. There's nowhere to cook. So people are like setting fires inside the, I don't know, the portico share that would be there. I don't know what's there. And, and, and cooking there. How crazy is that? Well, this, I don't know what to say. Yeah. Well, it gets worse because now we are in the, the thick. You want to know how it gets worse? Yeah, how's it get worse? We're in the thick of pumpkin spice latte season. Yeah, well. Is that your thing? No. Have I mean, I love pumpkin spice in a pie yes. made from pumpkins yes. or even squash or even uh, beans. Bean pie is delicious. But just to put pumpkin spice on everything. Well, it, even I wouldn't even put it in, in a turkey dressing. Oh, no? No, I use uh, marjoram and sage pretty much primarily, and that's it. Do you know that the pumpkin spice industry was last last valued at about five hundred million dollars? What's just, it now? Well, about five hundred million, seven hundred million dollars. That's the range of just that pumpkin spice yeah. industry. Starbucks has sold more than six hundred million cups of this crap since inception. Yeah, it's become very trendy. I had one the other day for the first time. Ah, oh, yes. what did you think? I had an iced pumpkin spice latte thing. Huh, from from uh, from uh, no, Starbucks? I, I wouldn't go to Starbucks. I hate Starbucks. Like, by the, I don't blame like you, but you got it from some other As you company. hate Chipotle, I hate Starbucks. Mm. Can't stand it. So I went somewhere else. Somewhere, you know, a little, uh, I rarely get anything place. at Starbucks. I don't like them either. Yeah, it was nice. Uh, I thought it was good. It was refreshing. It, it reminded me of Thai tea in a way. Oh, it has a chai quality. I yeah. think that's what people like. Yeah. So that was kind of good. It was sweet. You know, it was it was made with oat milk, which was nice. Uh, yuck. Well, I can't drink regular milk. Oat so. juice. Yeah, I can't, can't drink regular stuff. You can't drink milk? Would you have tried lactate? Uh, yeah, I can drink that. But it, uh, over the years, I've, not, I've stayed away from certain cheeses, which I recently found that very well-aged cheese are not, do not hold the lactose. So, so you have to, you can only eat expensive old cheese. Well, I could eat, I could eat like uh, hard cheeses, anything like a Romano or a, you know, a Parmesan. Parmigiano you can yeah, eat. I could eat some cheddars, mm. but not well, like mozzarella. No, it would be bad for anyone, anyone within 10 meters of me. It's not a good thing. Not at all. And, and I've learned to stay away from it. You know, I just. I just don't, I just don't. Yeah, you don't need to eat everything. So um, with regard to the 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 area that we're, we're on right now of eating and drinking, we have a PSA that we need to share with you. And that is don't cook your chicken in NyQuil. <laughs> we talked about that on the show. To, we passed it over pretty quickly. I mean, it's dumb. It's dumb. And it's, been, it's old. It's not a new new video. This whole idea, this, this idea of cooking your, why chicken, by the way? Why can't you just do pasta? But it's the stupidest thing ever. 
this TikTok challenge. The FDA had to come out with a warning on it. Yeah. Creates hallucinations. It does? That's what they said. That's why you do it. Oh, they shouldn't say something like that. They don't make a bunch of kids want to try that, it. That was the whole point. It wasn't for the taste of it. It was, was to make you go to sleep. Well, that could be. But the whole point was to infuse the chicken with all this dextromethaform fan and doxylamine and all this other stuff. You cook it out, and it, and it, what it does is it, it boiling it concentrates it. Yeah. So then you just shove that Probably stuff just in. It blows out your liver. Right. Maybe I'll try it one day when I'm sick. Instead of just taking NyQuil, just eat a, chicken. Eat a blue chicken from that. Or green, I guess it is. Order flow. You know, one of the things that has been a in question by a lot of people is, did payment for order flow that yielded free trading, free stock trading? It started with like Robinhood that it spread to everybody. You know, E-Trade and Schwab and TD Ameritrade and Merrill and Goldman, all these guys. You know, the free trading side, right? Um, was that a big part of why the market moved up so dramatically and why it enticed the young people. And I'll share with you something that I will tell you personally, my trading where I would trade where there was a fee ticket charge of, I don't care. What do you want to call it? 795. Let's call it 795. Let's call it $10 round number, $10, right? You would stop and think, okay, if I buy this and I don't like it, I sell it. That cost me 20 bucks, right? Yeah. You're in, you're out 20 bucks short. Right. So, Okay, how many times you do that? You got to kind of think through that a little bit more. Do I really want to do this trade for the 10, you know, it just makes you pause for more. The free trading is like, psh, what do I care? I'm going to pay, get in and out, I'm done. Same price, same price on either side, I didn't lose a thing. So I do think there was something to that. The question is, unfortunately, we don't know what the actual cost is. Maybe I'm paying more. I don't know. But in the end, I just know that, you know what, I got out, in and out, no cost to me, but somehow behind the scenes, maybe it did cost me. The SEC has been looking into this. They were looking into- well, good for, oh, it, How long has this been going on? This has been going on for the last couple, well, payment for order flow has been going on for a very long time. Yeah, and now they're starting to look into it. But yeah, but now because of how Robinhood took their whole profit model, their whole revenue model on payment for order flow and did free trading, before it was just like an extra bump for better execution, and you would pay for the order flow to go through Citadel or wherever you're going through, and that would be um, that would be uh, an extra, right? The, the the Schwabs and all these guys would make their money on the stock trades. They would get better execution. They would transfer through a various a broker uh, to tr to to um, to execute the trade on the back end. And the market makers would make money and all that. Now there was it was bastardized and said, whoa, 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 whoa. Let's just take payment for order flow, a piece of it, and we'll send the orders through you. And everybody was happy. So now the SEC looked at this. And, of course, they said they're going to stop short of banning payment for order flow. They may still enact other changes that make it less profitable, but they're not going to ban it. So... Companies like Robinhood and Virtue Financial were in the news recently. They popped on the news that they weren't going to be banned, but then came back down. Hmm. <clears throat> bonds. How bad? Bonds. James Bonds. How bad are bonds? How bad? How bad of a year is it for bonds? You want to give me a year 
that you want to go back to that compares to how bad this year is for bonds in general? 1979. Mm, 30 years off. 1949. Really? Yeah. Worst bond wow. market since 1949. And wow. That's, and that's saying a lot. Because that just, is saying a lot. It's just like currencies. Well, is this the big bond collapse that's supposed to make so many millionaires? Out this of, is. This is a total bond collapse. It's a total bond collapse. Yeah. Well, where's the where's the billionaires coming out of this? What, what what's the play? The play, in my opinion, is actually starting to think about buying bonds. We're getting to that point where they're just being sold randomly, and I think I think you and I talked about this. The change from zero to two percent. Do we talk about this? I, you dis, you've discussed these sorts of things before. Yeah. This, the infinite change from zero to yeah. two, you, and that's fine. But two to four is only a you know hundred percent hundred percent increase. Yeah. And and a four to a six is only a fifty percent increase. So the potential right. for bonds to come down and revalue themselves is incredibly um, is incredibly interesting to look at. And I think there is a potential. I'm not sure it's right now, but there is a potential for a long bond exposure or exp- extending your bond exp- uh, duration from short term, which is still getting hit, but not as bad as the long term in the, in the, in the near future. Because once the Fed says they're at least slowing down, maybe 50 base points instead of 75, maybe 25, maybe they're kind of looking at it. We're getting there. If their terminal rate is 4.5%, you know, we're getting there. So once that happens, though, things should just relax a little bit. And there's an opportunity that people will be buying bonds again because they, they think the worst is over. And they'll go after the, the longer ones or mid, mid to longer. Eh, maybe. That's an interesting theory. So we'll see what happens. The problem I have with it is that I went through the 70s. Ugh, rough. And uh, I've seen, you know, worse situations. So it's like, uh, could it happen again? But, but the bond collapse that you were talking about was a different animal. It wasn't just necessarily from uh, rates increasing. It was more of a crisis. Of some sort, right? Yeah, I think it was, but it was the crisis never happened. It did happen just last week in 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 England. That was a bond collapse. Yeah, yeah. Well, true. It had to be. It's hard to have a sovereign bond collapse in developing countries because, with quantitative easing, they they have unlimited amount of money to prop up their own bonds. Yeah, and even munis are pretty hard to, unless he's little incorporated towns go out of business, which they just seem reluctant to do. We, we had that high probability in 2008. Remember that? It didn't happen. It was the highest probability of, of any time I could remember in history of houses going down in value, tax receipts coming down dramatically. No, there was places that were just empty. Yeah. And there should have been city bankruptcies. And there wasn't. And the banks weren't paying taxes on that land and property, which I still think is a, something dubious about that. If you own it, because the banks were, re, you know, they'd repossess. And then all of a sudden, all of a sudden the, the tax liability for that property, property tax, they didn't pay that. Well, they pay in other ways. And as a matter of fact, there was a shakedown just today 
of many Wall Street banks. The SEC announced changes, charges, excuse me, against 15 different broker dealers and one affiliate investment advisor. These are the banks, really. Uh, for widespread and long-standing failures by the firms, their employees to maintain and preserve electronic communications. And the firms admitted the facts set forth in the respective order by the SEC, acknowledging that their conduct violated record-keeping provisions, agreed to pay a combined total of $1.1 billion. Man, they must be making a lot of money to be able to throw that kind of money yep. at, a, at a fine. Penalties of $125 million each, Barclays, Bank of America Securities, Citigroup, Credit Suisse, Deutsche Bank, Goldman Sachs, Morgan Stanley, and UBS. And paying $50 million, just a mere $50, $50 million each, was Jeffries, Nomura, and Cantor Fitzgerald. What that tells me, by the way, is very clearly that there was a question about the rules of what was required because you wouldn't have this many screwing up no, so I badly. agree. I agree. You're right. So the SEC came out. They said, oh, look, it says it right here. Like, wait, wait, wait. That's what that says? What do you mean that's what that says? Yeah. Yeah, that's got to be it. That's crazy. So that happened tonight. Um, hey, you remember, um, I would say about a year and a half ago, we talked about a very strange circumstance. A small stock that basically was a um, company that 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 held and ran a diner in New Jersey. Remember the story? Yeah, it's not ringing a bell yet. It's a hundred million dollar deal. It was stock was all over the place. They owned one. There was a letter by uh, one of the one of the well known hedge fund managers saying, "What the hell is with the diner? It's worth a hundred million dollars. It's a single operating diner, a diner like a deli. It's open not even for dinner. It's like lunch, breakfast, and lunch. Okay, it's a hundred million dollars, a public company, and uh, there was trading going on, all sorts of weird stuff going on. Well. There you go. Federal prosecutors on Monday accused James Patton and Peter Coker and Peter Coker Jr. of artificially inflating the price of two companies through manipulative trading. And the main one was related to the, the, the deli. Huh. I wonder who really was responsible I mean, I'm sure it was a bunch of I mean, people. it sounds like a mobbed up kind of thing. To begin with, and these poor saps were left holding the bag. Hey, Vinny, I got a short thing for you. Right? Buy the stock. Something like that, yeah. Buy the stock. Buy 100 shares a day. We're going to keep it propped up for a while. Tell your friends to do the same thing. And then, you know what? They're going to prop it up behind you. And then we're going to, and then eventually we're all going to be millionaires. Unfortunately, something didn't work out. Uh, something. Here's something really interesting about real estate actually very interesting about real estate. There was a report out from, who was this out by? The uh, a Fed study showed that remote work drove over 60%, 60% of house price surge. They said the shift to working from home drove more than half of the increase in house and rent prices during the pandemic and will likely drive up costs and inflation going forward as the shift becomes becomes permanent. So what you're saying is that, which makes a lot of sense if you think about it, that people need to have a house slash office. Office space is going to suffer. 
but housing prices are going to remain elevated. And then the Fed's going to see that and say, well, why housing prices remaining elevated? Well, because people need to buy the property or need to rent the property in order to work and live. So there's like a no-win situation to bring down housing prices. Well, considerably, unless they really break things. And now you just killed somebody's office and their house. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but how do we how do we account for the phenomenon that uh, we may have to have a new inflation calculation? Well, they do that constantly, don't they? Every time they have something, it's like a fly in the ointment. They take it out. I mean, that's what they did with meat. Remember the steak to hamburger uh, swap? I mean, I guess they're going to have to in this situation. I agree because this makes no sense if they, if if now. Many people are required to work from home, and therefore they uh, not only uh, buy a house, but stay in a house and fix it up because they, you have to live in the same place. And you know now you now you're eating, shitting, and sleeping, and working in the same place all day and night. So you have more amenities, the house maintenance, and you maintain it a little bit better, right? Yeah, you got when you do some tax write-offs there, so that makes it cheaper. I think it's really interesting that this is, this is, um, you know, while we saw, I agree that, you know, we're going to see housing come down with 7% mortgages. I mean, that's where we hit this week, 7% on the 30 year. Yeah. The beginning of the year. Come down too much. I think they're going to come down, but they're not going to, and it's going to get, and it's going to be in selective markets. You can see it already. If you start, if you float around on Zillow. Mm-hmm. I helped my daughter refinance her mortgage at the beginning of this year. Just, or the end, just the end of last year, 2.75%. Yeah, that's the right, exact fixed. right time. You nailed it. Oh, 2.75%. Oh, you can't get lower than that. It's unbelievable. Uh, let's see what else Are you just bragging. Oh, sorry. Yeah, it's true. That's me. Uh, I have a thing. Okay. Okay, what's going on with this uh, unexplained leak in two Russian gas pipes running under the Baltic Sea near Sweden and Denmark? What is going on? Well, there's different reports, but the report that I think is questionable is that the Russians sabotaged it. And you think that's questionable? <laughs> yeah, because I don't think they're Russian. Why are they sabotaging their own, which is pretty much their own property or their something they need if they're going to. I, I just don't see it. I I have no idea. Something's amiss. I don't know. I have no idea. I, I, I just don't believe the Russians would do it. It doesn't make sense. Well, would Europeans do it? Why would they do it if they're going to have to probably shut this down and create another crisis? I think maybe the Americans did it. Why are we doing it? We're trying to sell gas to that market. Oh, oh, really? Oh, that's terrible. It's possible. The, the, the likelihood of two, two leaks? No, the, 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 it was not an accident. Not an accident. And how do you create leaks in an active pipeline without blowing the whole damn thing up? Yeah, I don't know that part. I think they put a bomb on the outside and maybe just poked a hole in it. I have no idea. That that has not been explained. So odd. So very odd. All right, without that, with that, with that, with that. A couple of things. Uh, we talked about the Bed Bath Beyond winner last week. Of course, donations are grace, gracefully, graciously accepted. Go over to dhnplug.com. You can check out the show notes, of course, with all the notes that we talk about each and every week at uh, dhunplugged.com and uh, episode number 624 is where we're at right here. And uh, wh whether you've heard this before or you haven't heard this before, 
Uh, either way, and if you haven't done it before, it is time. And we're entering the fourth quarter. Great ideas, great information, great education. We got the stock picking game. We got it close to the pin. It is time to donate. Uh, we want to buy those pumpkin spice lattes. They help us on Tuesday night stay up. I'm up late. I'm up till 11 o'clock in the office on Tuesday nights doing this because John is on the West Coast and I'm on the East Coast in all sorts of weather conditions in the middle of a tropical storm, which we had tornado warnings. Yeah, you're dedicated. Day. Yeah, I mean, come on. So is John. We got this going. You love him. Everybody in the chat room is like, oh, what do they call him? A stable genius? They call him something. They call you some kind of genius all the time. They're always <laughs> stable genius. That's Trump. No, stable. He's a stable genius. You're some other kind of genius they always talk about. Anyway, go over there and donate, please. There's a yellow button that says donate on it, which is pretty obvious what you do. Click it. Give something. Give anything. $100, $75, no. $200. Yeah, and it would really be helpful. I think people should do that. I have to report something, a real-time news. Oh, so there's a fire oh. uh, at the foot of the hill I, on which I live. Oh. It's on a, in an empty field, and there's a cop car stopped right in front of it, and they called the fire department, which is now pulling up. Uh, it's Okay, it's on the other side of the hill. This fire, the cop could have gotten out of his car and stomped it out oh, yeah, with no. his foot. Not his job. Not his job, dude. If he even had a fire extinguisher in his car, he could have put it out. But no, they brought out the fire department who is now going to put this fire. Out. The fire is getting a little bigger, but it's not getting so big that it's, it's still probably the size of a, it's not very big. I, I mean, we should take photos of this. It's so idiotic. But the cop could have, I'm telling you, could have stomped this fire out very easily. Hmm. So meanwhile, it's probably the, the, the fire department saying, hey, listen, we're bored. That's something. Well, the fire department is taking their sweet time about getting any piece of gear out to just push this fire out. Hmm. Wow. Anyway, okay. That was the end of my report. Good stuff. Sorry. Appreciate it. No, good stuff. I like it. This is a game that we play. It's not a solicitation to buy or sell any security. It's not a recommendation of any kind. Nothing on the show should be considered investment advice or a recommendation. If you choose to invest in any of the stocks mentioned, you should know that it may carry risk, along with the risk of a loss of principal. You should also seek out professional financial advice for your particular situation. We assume no risk as these are not to be considered recommendations. Horowitz, a company myself, or John C. Dvorak may invest in any of the securities mentioned, and we'll disclose that on the website under the weekly stock picks section. You can go to dhunplugged.com and see all the names we discussed in the segment, along with the performance information from the date discussed, as well as any additional important disclosures. So just uh, quickly, I mean, things are getting a little bit ratty over uh, overnight again, and I'm not sure what's going on on the news right now because we're on the show, but futures were up nicely about 25 to 50 on the NASDAQ. They're down 70 and crumbing down. I mean, in the last 20 minutes, they're down probably yeah. 75 points, and Dow Jones Industrial Average futures also getting a little weird. We got here, Chinese yuan at weakest in 14 years. Asian markets slipped after FSMP falls to a two-year low. The Dow Jones futures are down about 130 right now. This may all change in the next couple of hours, of course. Yeah, it changes. You know, but things, the, the sell side is definitely stronger still on all this. So, yeah. interesting. To and, and, and there you have it. Uh, you got kicked out of your TLT, Bank of America. Uh, I got kicked out of Bank of America up 1.06. Um, how did you? No, I got kicked out of TLT. Sorry, I got kicked out of TLT. That was a bad move. Third, but that's pretty interesting. Uh, since May, the long bond's down 13%. So, again, it's not that long. Of you also got kicked out of your CRISPR. 
I got, yes, the beam there. Yeah, and and unfortunately, it's up from there, I believe. And they just had a great announcement today about CRISPR in general that they're going to probably come out with a um, a usable um, drug very shortly. It was I think it was in the front page of Barron's today. So, but the rest of the stuff is hanging in there. Kellogg's up twenty one percent and. Liberty's down a little bit. JP Morgan's down. Netflix up on the uh, buy side that you had. You saw, thought it was oversold, which was a great buy and a downtrend. Netflix is going the other way, which is really fascinating. Yeah, that's weird. Yep. Uh, you also, uh, I looked at PepsiCo. I said, hey, we need these items. You know, let's buy them. Listen, since 727, PepsiCo is only down 2.63%. That is a win. With all that's yeah, well, it's it's in the red, but it's not it's dead money. Yep. Looks like to me. So I'm adding two. What? I'm adding uh, uh, a triple. Uh, I don't know why. I just those other things. So I want to. Get you got this up. real hard on for oil. Well, yeah, and as a matter of fact, after I put this on, Goldman came out with a hundred dollar price tag on Brent tonight. Oh, it's gonna go down then, yeah, probably. Uh, and a Ford Motor Company thinking, you know, boy, this is hated. How much more can this get hated? Yeah, I agree. Well, so I'm going to take put two shorts on. Okay. I'm going to put on Disney. Oh, oh, yeah. So I always think that's it's a good short. When, that's an interesting one. I like yeah, that. I think so. But just because you got this Ford on here, I'm going to short Ford. Oh, boy. <laughs> okay. So. We do this once in a while. Let's see what happens. Okay, let's see. I'll I think Ford could go down to nine. It wouldn't surprise me. Okay, but you're going short. You're shorting both these. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'm showing. And what's you the notice, thesis on If you Disney? look on the, on the charts here, there's only two shorts on here, and both of them are yeah. up. What is, uh, let me just look here. What is your thesis on Walt Disney? I think it's, I don't like the company. Oh, <laughs> okay. okay. The management. Uh, here, I get the right thing to put on here. Too woke. Oh, yeah. Well, there's no question about that. Two, yeah, that's definitely no question about that. Okay, we got age opposite on Ford. Uh, we got two woke on Disney. We got hated stock on Ford for my long, and we got oversold oversold sold oil um, on my three X, which can get kicked off easily. Uh, but we'll yeah. try to play this here. Three uh, X um, buy on uh, dig. On the uh, ProShares Ultra Oil and Gas. Yeah, that's that's actually an interesting one. So there we go. All right. Well, uh, All right. not till next week. No, not next week, not but next the week, week after. I'll see you then. Okay, sounds good to me. I'll have a good one. All right, bye. Bye. You've been listening in on a conversation with John C. Dvorak and Andrew Horowitz. Hope to be with you again soon. Bye-bye. Now, I'm not broke, but badly bent. I'm not down to my last cent, cause I got a dollar, but it's my last dollar bill. <laughs> yes, sir. In my pockets, there's a dent. All my dough is nearly spent, but I got a dollar, and it's my last dollar bill. Oh, I'd love just one more buck fortune left me by chance. Now, here's a hint. I feel like a man. You can hardly tell by a glance. I don't care. No millionaire can give me the ice stack. Cause I got a dollar. My last dollar bill. Horowitz & Company, Inc. is registered as an investment advisor with the state of Florida and conducts business in other states where it is properly registered or is excluded from registration requirements. 
Registration does not imply any level of skill or training.